Welcome to Waypoint Church Online. We're so glad that you have joined us today. Whether you've joined us um, on our platform of Church Online or you're catching up on YouTube or our podcast or you're there in our South Auditorium, we are so glad that you are connecting with us. I'm not sure what sort of week you've had. Um, we've had a week of, of a lot of sort of planning and expectations of things that are about to happen. Uh, we had the coffee machine fitted into our cafe and there's a team that are very excited in getting trained up on that because we're hoping to open the coffee shop later in November. We're also putting a lot of plans together um, for next Sunday because next Sunday we start live streaming. So what you're seeing isn't just a recorded video, but what you see on screen is actually happening real live on the platform in our South Auditorium. It's, it's exciting, it's gonna be a bit scary because our technology and everything's new, um, but we're gonna be together and we'll do that. So if you're connecting with us online, you can still do that next week, um, but it will be live. If you wanna come and be part of the congregation, we have a limited amount of tickets, just shy of 100. You can, you can book a ticket and be part of us. Uh, we still need to wear masks and there's still social distancing and there's some restrictions there, but you can come and be part of that. And we'd be really excited if you could do that next week. Um, next week, we're also launching something in the afternoon. At four o'clock, we're doing something called Families Together. If you have children and you wanna connect, we wanna invest in you and to help you along that journey of discipleship. So at four o'clock in the South Auditorium again, we're gonna be gathering um, as families together. That's not live stream, that's not gonna be recorded, that's in person. Again, you need to get tickets for that. There's also, if you have some older kids, some teenagers, in our North Auditorium at four o'clock, there's gonna be some youth activities that are happening as well. Once again, you need to book those as well. So um, if you wanna be part of the live stream congregation at 11 o'clock next Sunday, or the afternoon families together or our youth, um, get tickets. You can get that via the email or our social media. There's some links to that. And then one other really exciting thing is happening um, starting this coming week, and Fran is going to share what that is. So over to Fran. Good morning, Waypoint family. Something really significant is going to happen on Wednesday this week. Are you ready? A caravan will appear in the overflow car park. Do not fret, the travelling community are not returning. You don't need to phone Sean Woodward. It is something way more exciting and significant than that. In the heavenly realms, we are creating a 24-7 prayer room, which will be open for business with God from the 10 a.m. this coming Saturday on the 31st of October for two whole weeks. What an amazing opportunity we have to go and hang out with Jesus, to be really present with God, to be open to what the Spirit wants to say to us. Jim spoke last Sunday about when we take ourselves off to that quiet space and pray, God just listens and he hears us. And he used the Greek word, atamion, it's like a storeroom of God's grace and blessing. And that is exactly what this 24-7 prayer room is all about. Now, you should have received an email this week. And on the bottom of that, there was a link which will take you straight to the 24-7 prayer room booking page. So all you need to do is just follow that link, go and book yourself an hour, maybe even five. You can book as many hours as you would like to book. You will then receive an email and in that email it will give you some additional information about um, key 
keys and where to find them should you need them and some things that would be helpful to take if you're going in the middle of the night. Now it is an exclusive booking so only one person can book at any one time. However, you are more than welcome to go with somebody else that you're related to and live with. That is absolutely fine. So, are you a night owl? Well, come and pray at midnight. Do you wake up before dawn? Come and pray at silly o'clock in the morning. You can pray at any time of the night and day. If you are awake all hours, well, come and rest in the presence of God. You know, Jesus extends an invitation to all of us when he says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened. And when we do that, not only do we find rest, but we find life in all its fullness. So come on, go and follow that link. Book yourself a time slot in our prayer room. Go and book time. You can pray. Book time to rest in God's presence and intentionally invest in finding life in all its fullness. We are really excited that there are so many different connection points um, that we're able to provide. Now, I know for some folks, you're still about nervous about meeting together because COVID is still live. It's, it's still happening out there. And uh, I want to assure you that everything we do from the prayer space to our bigger gatherings are COVID compliant. We're going to be very mindful and making sure that we are safe in that. If you are still feeling a bit awkward and you, you, you don't want to connect um, in person, that's totally fine. I want to encourage you to steep, keep connecting with us um, through this platform and others as well. Um, but if you are feeling you want to reach out and try, come and be part of us. And we love to do church together. We love to do walking with Jesus together. And we want to be community together. Now, before we dive into today, we, we have some something, again, something exciting today. We're going to be hearing from a number of our mission partners um, around the world. And uh, it, it's really encouraging. I've heard them already and that they're just really, really good and, and look forward to that. But before then, I want us to just pause and pray to come back into this time. We've been looking forward, but what's happening now? What does God want to say, nudge us to, to see and to do today? Let's just come before our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father, I want to thank you that you are a God who is not restricted. You're a God who's not in lockdown. You are the almighty God who reaches far and reaches close. I thank you, Father, that you, you've been part of our week and you're also with us right now. And Father, I want us to just quieten our hearts, to open our lives up to you again as we worship, as we listen, as we engage. I pray that, that we may hear your whisper, that you will speak to us and we will respond to you. Just be in this place, I pray. Amen. If you're part of our wider church, you would have received an email that gives some links to some more traditional worship. Uh, we have contemporary worship um, on our, our main live stream, which will be again next week as well. Um, but worship is so important, just pausing and lifting our eyes. And I want to encourage you to do that. But now I want us to hand over to Pete as he, he leads us through our mission team's connection to what God wants to say today. Good morning and welcome to Waypoint's Mission Sunday service. For those of you who don't know, or for those of you who have already forgotten, seeing as we haven't seen each other for months, my name is Peter and I am the team leader for Mission here at Waypoint. The mission team is also made up um, of Verity, 
who gave one of the 10 talks recently, uh, Bev, who coordinated the Rice and Beans Challenge, Kevin Ruth, who also coordinated the online hour of prayer, and Fliss, who is one of our elders for a number of years. Of course, there's room for more on the team. So if you feel this is an area you would like to serve God in, please do get in touch. I was brought up as an MK or missionary kid, as my parents were missionaries first in India and then in Indonesia, where I went to a missionary boarding school in Malaysia. I married to Jane and we have three children, uh, the oldest of which has just gone to London to study music. Uh, and we're finding this quite hard, but getting slowly used to it. Waypoint and Loxley Free Church, as we were known before that for a long time, have always been active in mission. And a lot of people have been very generous with their time and with their money in supporting organisations and individuals. As a church, we give 10% of our income to mission. If we look at our vision and our work, our vision is, by faith, show, to show God's heart of love and hope to individual people around the world. And we understand this to be geographically beyond our local community. We give financially and we regularly send out individuals and teams to learn more about God's passion for the lost, the forgotten, the needy and the marginalised. We still pray and support individuals and invest time and money in God's mission. And yes, we even enjoy meeting up as a team. So this morning we have put together a number of videos from people and organisations we support so we can get a little more of a feel and understanding of what they do and what as a church we're invested in. You know, at the beginning of the year, which seems such a long time ago, we were putting things in place to have teams go, to go out to the Rocks Project in Uganda, to go out to Sierra Leone and work with Enable the Children, and to support Malcolm Trish Morgan in Greece. We have three of our young people out in the Netherlands, in Kenya and Bangladesh. All of these didn't happen as was planned, and it was hard not to be very disappointed. So the first video we're going to see is from Rocks Project. Bev has championed this and inspired a number of people to join her on a team visit. As you heard, this couldn't take place, so Bev and the team decided to take on a rice and beans challenge that you can see on our mission Facebook page. This Roch Project video helps us to understand more about the different ways it serves their community and shows God's love. Hi there, my name's Caitlin Kasozi and Bev Ashton had asked me to do a small update and a sort of brief background on the work here of Rock Projects and what goes on here in Uganda. But first of all, I'd just love to say a huge thank you to Waypoint Church for the extremely generous gift that you gave to Rock Projects and to the team who were planning to come out. It was just such a shame that COVID, this COVID pandemic happened and you weren't able to come out, but it's our prayer that soon you'll be out here in the not too distant future. And we were just so, so encouraged by the team who decided that even though they weren't able to be here, they went ahead and did the rice and beans challenge, which raised a lot of money towards our food appeal. And that was such a huge encouragement to us and a huge blessing to the people in the community here who received those food parcels. So I'm just going to give you a brief sort of background. Um, Rock Projects was set up by my mother and father-in-law, Peter and Rose Kosozi, who started this project about 20 years ago. So under the banner of Rock Projects, we have a nursery, a primary and a high school in both Chitetika and Busika, meaning across both of the villages we have over 1,000 children under our care. 
Personally, I'm most involved in the nursery and primary section at Wasika, which is called Sunbeams. We also have a newly built dormitory, and this dormitory is really for a place for the most vulnerable of our students. A lot of the students that we have um, really come from difficult backgrounds. A lot of them come from homes which um, don't provide love and are not really a safe place for the children to be. So these dormitories are such an amazing place to be able to bring the children into where we know that they'll be fed, they'll be loved and they'll be cared for. We didn't unfortunately close the schools down, which was a very sad um, time. Obviously felt all across the world and even I'm sure where you are right now. But um, our schools are still closed and that's a difficult time for the kids. There's a lot of children who are not really in a place where they're able to still be, say, educated online or whatever, um, but they're actually at home working in the farms, doing um, hard work or maybe at home and actually hungry, not having food. Um, and so we just really, really look forward to the day where uh, the president is able to open our schools again and we'll be able to welcome the kids back to school a place where they're guaranteed a good wholesome meal and education and love and just being able to enjoy being young and having fun with their friends and not having to work from morning up to night. So we're hoping that the school will return at absolute latest at the start of next year and um, that yeah that will just be an amazing time to see all the kids back but during uh, this time we're sending out schoolwork um, sending out different um, sheets of paper to the kids um, so they, they can do work at home. So our newest project is the clinic which is called Chibanga Medical Centre. So this was actually a dream of my dad who while going through his journey with cancer said that as a way of giving thanks to God for healing him he'd want to help build a medical centre for the community and children of Basika. Just a few weeks ago, we had a medical camp where all the testing and the medication was for free. And we actually had over 200 people come and more had to be turned away just because we couldn't handle the big numbers. The most common cases that we see um, are malaria, typhoid, HIV, AIDS, infections, pregnancies, teenager pregnancies, skin diseases, and many different other types um, of illnesses. And it's just such an amazing thing to be able to give them the help that they need. We currently have a doctor and a nurse working. And if funds allow in the future, we would hope to be able to bring on more staff. Church life here is a huge focus for us with both a church in Chitetika and in Basika and many other churches planted in surrounding villages. Church here is vibrant, colourful and full of joy. And if you haven't broken out in a sweat during the praise and worship time, you haven't praised enough. So there you have it. That's the um, quick stop tour of the different ministries and projects that are going on here. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. Thank you for the love, for the prayer support, for the financial support, for all the encouragement that Waypoint Church have already been to us. And um, we just want to pray that God will bless you so much. Love you. God bless. Bye. Our next video is from Laska.
Lasker was one of the three young people I mentioned who was overseas when the pandemic started. She was with YWAM, Youth with a Mission, and was undertaking some training in Amsterdam before going to serve mission in another country. As we're going to hear, this was the start of something bigger. Good morning, Waypoint Church. My name is Laska. I've been part of the church for just over two years now, um, and I am heading to Vancouver in Canada uh, in just under a month's time. And I will be there for two years working with YWAM, or Youth with a Mission. And I'm going to be staff on the DTS, which stands for Discipleship Training School. The DTS comes in two phases. We have a lecture phase and then an outreach phase. Um, I did my own DTS in Amsterdam earlier this year, as many of you will know. Uh, unfortunately, we were sent home just at the end of our lecture phase and we didn't get to go on outreach. Um, but that was great because it challenged me as to what my view of missions was. I think some people think that it is something that you go abroad and you do for a short term period and then you come home and that's it. But missions, it's not that. We are all called to live missionally. We're all called to be sharing the gospel, sharing um, yeah, Jesus's love and the hope that he brings with everyone. Um, and so it's been nice to kind of apply that to my life this summer. And I've been able to get involved with Alpha, which was a brilliant opportunity and the food bank. Uh, Claire and the team do such a great job with that. And it's been brilliant to get to know the community better. When I get to Canada, my role as DTS staff is just to help facilitate the students through their lecture phase and then we will lead them on an outreach trip for three months after that. Um, our focus countries are Nepal, Cambodia and Thailand um, and as I said we spend about 12 weeks, so three months in one of these countries and as a DTS we have a focus on justice, what the Bible says about justice, how we can apply that to our lives and yeah, seek to fight against injustice. I'm so grateful for all the support um, and the prayers that you guys have been sending my way. Uh, yeah, it's only a month now to go as I've said so prayers would still be so appreciated and I'm really grateful for how Waypoint has helped me to get to a position of actually going. This is something that I really feel God has put on my heart and wants me to go and do and it's been brilliant to see how doors have opened especially in the face of Covid um, and so I'm really excited to go. I'm really excited to share with you the stories that um, yeah that I go through, things that I go through, the um, things that God teaches me as well. It's going to be brilliant to come back and just yeah share what it is that I see, what we get involved in um, and everything that he guides me through. Uh, so I hope this has been interesting. If you want to know anything else, please get in touch with me. I'd love to tell you more. Um, I have an email list as well, so I'll be sending out newsletters and I have a website as well. So if you want to keep updated on what I'm getting up to, get in touch. I'm sure we can sort something out. So yeah, thank you very much. We'll see two more videos now. Now, the first one is of Enable the Children, or ETC, um, that is based in Freetown in Sierra Leone. And they provide some amazing work in supporting families and children with disability uh, through occupational therapy and food parcels and healthcare and everything else as well. And the second one is from Trisha Malk Morgan out in Greece uh, to tell us a little bit about how they're doing out there. Hello, my name is Paul Janba. I'm a rehabilitation therapist working with Enable the Children program on the world. My name is Ambrose George. I'm working as a rehabilitation therapist. Hello, my name is Evelyn Bokawi. 
and I'm working as a family support worker. I'm working directly with kids with autism and behavioral issues. You know, Hello, I'm Jonathan Arnold Williams, pastoral support worker for Enable the Children. I'm Abu Bangura. to say thank you for your kind prayers and your support towards Enable the Children. You know, we've been going through challenging times at this moment. I just want to give you a quick update on what we've been up to during this past month. We've been giving out food supplies that helps with this um, COVID-19 because a lot of our families are having uh, financial challenges, which is hard for them. So your, your support has helped us to, you know, to push our work and to continue being our work effectively. It's just that during the occurrence of COVID-19, we have certain activities that we've been doing that was put to a hold due to the emergence of coronavirus. Certain activities that we've been used to also to organize for our beneficiaries, but also due to the emergence of coronavirus, we've not been able to do these activities. In Enable the Children, we try as much as possible to keep in contact with our families. So we do that through phone calls and to see how best they're doing. Verses like this, Proverbs 3 verse 5, encourages us to trust in the Lord and lean not on our, on our own understanding. We would like you to please pray with us for our kids to remain safe in their different communities. Please pray with us for the entire um, staff so that um, God will continue to um, look over us, and especially as God has taken one of us who is Arthur, pray with the family and even us as a team. Thank you. Thank you, Greetings to you here from Greece. You've come back after the long summer break. Uh, we've found folks here in the community and like everyone, uh, having to dig very deep just to, um, yeah, you know, keep bringing hope and um, courage and encouragement to those that this long term problem with COVID is just wearing people down so, so much. So I guess we've got many challenges. We'll perhaps fill you in a little bit more in a few minutes. but. We're encouraged to be back. We're encouraged to find the community. Uh, growing, not, still yeah. growing, which is good news. We're not in lockdown as much as the UK are. Um, you do have to wear masks indoors. We've got some resistance to some of the changes and guidelines the government are bringing in, but are very, very necessary, which we totally understand. So we had a good women's evening the other night and uh, Lena organised the whole thing, which was great for me. And it was so encouraging to see such a, a good turnout on the Sunday evening. And what did you guys do, Mel? Last night, the men got together and we had souflakis together and talked about being heroes. We had a really good evening. Very <laughs> healthy food, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Okay. And so that's a, a little upshot as to how the community are doing. And it's still our um, heart's desire to raise up a leadership team, but that is going to take time. You can't just quickly do that overnight. And with COVID, it makes it even slower and uh, more difficult to get folks together. Yeah. Refugee side, um, we are still meeting some of the families that we've been supporting the last couple of years. Those who know Alicina and Shakila, they're about to have a second baby and we were in Athens last week helping them get doctor's appointments. Clinics. Clinics. Then they're not helpful to the refugees. And 
the refugees really have to just try and find their own way through it. The camps are still in quarantine. They've they decided to cut off the camps from outside influence, so we're still not allowed in. So we're having to meet families outside in Athens, um, and that's difficult, but we're doing what we can. As you know, how Helkida, how Elkida started here in Helkida was really through God letting us meet people of peace. And you know what? That's still continuing. We are still meeting people of peace. Uh, a few weeks ago, Marco and I were walking down the high street and a woman stopped, turned around to talk to us because she heard us talking in English. And it, we don't have an expat community here in Helki, though. It's not very often you hear English people speaking. And she, she talked to Marco and me and her story was she's from South Africa. She's found herself here on her own this um, last few months. They've, uh, her and her husband have a holiday apartment here, but he's been locked down in South Africa and couldn't come. So she came because she was in um, England at the time when the lockdown happened. So she came on her own, not really knowing many people. So we've been doing the coffees, we've been getting to know her and slowly but surely her story is coming out. And I believe this is a moment of opportunity for God's grace to break into her life again. And we're hoping that she's going to come to our community for the remaining few weeks she's here in Helki, that we really want to see her get a freedom in Jesus. I think what COVID has done is, is made a lot of people very desperate and lonely and confused and worried. And it's an opportunity for us to get beside people and to offer love and security and help and and show them a different side so as we're doing with this lady we'll keep on doing it amen we call ourselves lp there for one reason it means hope and that is the one thing sometimes that i think is so consistently being challenged and taken away from all of us is hope so we please keep praying for us thank you for your support to what we do here we could not do this without you and uh, keep us in your prayers keep malcolm and i in your prayers please as we negotiate being here um, being responsible for a community raising up a young leadership but also we have uh, commitments um, and honoring things back in the uk from time to time so we do find ourselves sometimes caught and pulled in many different ways but that we will know the mind of christ the peace of christ in our hearts and we pray that for you in this challenging difficult season god bless you we send you bless our love bless you guys i love you soon. You. okay bye, -bye. bye now it's exciting to hear what God's been doing through Mission at Waypoint. So let's just take a few minutes to pray and to praise him for all the exciting stories that we've just heard. Dear Father, we praise you for the financial support that's been provided to rock projects in Uganda. We thank you for the wonderful rice and beans sponsorship, which raised funds and awareness. Thank you that despite schools being closed, the team are still able to provide activities and are able to keep contact with the children. We praise you for the medical centre and for all those who came for the free medical care. And what joy and encouragement to hear about the vibrant church life. We bring Laska before you and we thank you for her. We thank you for the wisdom in which she's grown. And we just thank you for her support of Alpha and the Hub. 
Lord, we're so grateful for the support that she's received and that you continue to open doors for her. We praise you for her adventure that is yet to come. For ETC in Sierra Leone, we thank you for the food that they've been able to supply to families and for the contact that they have continued to have. And we pray that you would continue to keep the staff and children safe. Lord, it's wonderful to hear that Malk and Trish continue to bring hope and encouragement in Greece and that their community continues to grow. We ask that you would help to equip local leaders who will be able to be part of the church. And I just ask that you would continue to support them as they fulfil your calling to bring hope. And as a church, Lord, we thank you for all these mission opportunities that we are able to be able to bring your hope and love to these communities around the world. Amen. What would a Mission Sunday be without a message from Catherine? Catherine's special to a lot of us and uh, is very close with us as a family and is a fantastic role model for, for us, um, for Jane and I, but for our kids as well. Kat grew up in this church and became our children's worker before going on a team to South Africa where God spoke deeply and directly to her. Be great to hear from her this morning. Good morning, everyone at Waypoint Church. It's great to be with you today. My name is Catherine and I serve in Sub-Saharan Africa with an incredible ministry called Hands at Work. Today I'm greeting you from South Africa, from where we call our hub or our headquarters, just outside the town of White River. It's a beautiful part of the world in which to live and to serve. My journey to being here started many years ago, whilst I was in the UK and a part of your church family. I was in my early 20s and settled into a job at the church in the children's ministry, which I loved. And I've been part of the Waypoint Church family for almost all of my life, growing up in a Christian community with a passion for Jesus and for children. So you can imagine how much I loved serving in the kids' ministry. But although I didn't necessarily recognize it at the time, God was stirring my heart and giving me a sense of unrest. There must be more to life than this, I can remember saying. It didn't make sense to me for a long time though. I was in a job I loved, in a church community I deeply cared for, with my family all around me and having just got my first house. I was quite literally living my dream. But what God was stirring in me was his dream for me. And that would take me to places and people I never thought was possible. Many of you will know a lady called Mary Hearn, who was part of our extended church family for many years. And she was sat at my baptism many years ago, and she heard God speak to her with a prophecy over my life. This is the note that Mary gave me on that day. Um, and one of the lines on here reads, I am even now setting you aside, commissioning you to be the one who will reach out to the brokenhearted. I will bring them from east and west, even north and south. I will bring them to you so that you can bring them to my son. You will be known as the one who is the repairer of broken walls. Can you imagine being given something like that? Several years later, when our church started to look beyond its borders to a desperately needed world, we were led to Africa and on two incredible trips here, things began to fall into place for me. 
I encountered some of the most broken, vulnerable people on this planet, and my heart was so deeply moved to need to respond. And just like Mary had done at that time, I was led to that same scripture from Isaiah 58, and it's become like a beacon or signpost in my life. In Isaiah 58, it says, Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? It goes on to say, if you spend yourself on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. And it goes on to say, you'll be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. I felt a clear, distinct an urgent call on my life to respond to God and to spend my life on behalf of the hungry. And I commit my life to doing this. Over the past 10 years of serving here in Africa and having traveled across the continent from Nigeria to the Congo, Malawi to South Africa and lots in between, I have learned, I've not only learned what it means to serve the poor, but I've learned that Jesus is to be found amidst the poor. I feel like the, the more time I'm here, the more I realize how much I still have to learn. But it has also been the biggest privilege of my life. And God has provided for me and cared for me, guided me, healed me in incredible ways. Our ministry here is laser focused on caring for orphaned and vulnerable children in Africa's most impoverished communities. And our goal is to develop entire communities so that they learn how to identify the most vulnerable within their midst. They learn how to care for their urgent needs every day, like food, education, healthcare. And we also grow that community's capacity so they become strong and resilient for the future. Our goal really is for our children to grow up to become healthy adults and the cycle of poverty and all its impacts to be broken. I can safely say this is the most challenging work I've ever done. <laughs> but it comes, and it comes with a lot of heartache along the way, but it it is the biggest privilege and blessing of my life. And I want to thank you all for your support along the way. Here is to all that is to come. At Waypoint Church, we seek to be relational in how we do mission. Our aim is to develop relationships and walk alongside people and organisations. You know, we may not all be called to go like Cat or Alaska. We are all called to reflect God's hope and love to others. This is a huge challenge, especially at a time when there is so much anxiety and fear around us. In all honesty, I felt quite overwhelmed by things this week, but looking at these videos was such a humbling reminder to me of how important it is for us to lift our eyes up and look beyond our world and into the world around us, to rejoice and mourn with others and to keep praying. I don't know if you're like me, but a lot of times I find it hard to articulate what I am feeling or want to say in prayer. In 1 Samuel, Hannah goes to the temple to pray. She's praying for her heart's desire. And when Eli the priest sees her, he thinks she is drunk. And this is what Hannah replies. I'm very discouraged and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I am a wicked woman, for I've been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. God knows our words and we don't know what they are. He understands our feelings and we don't. Don't not pray because you're not sure what to say that come into God's presence, hold on to his hope and truth and let his spirit lead.
Thank you for being here this morning and may the Lord bless you and keep you. I want to give a, a really big thank you to Pete, also to our partners and our mission team. I also want us to, as a church, to, to grab hold of that challenge to, to pray, to connect, to lift our eyes up and wide, to see what God is doing and see how we can cheer our others on in God's global mission. I want to encourage you to do that individually. Um, perhaps you do that in your small groups. I want to encourage you as you meet on small groups, whether you're physically gathering in our church building or on Zoom, why don't you just pause a little bit and pray specifically for that wider mission of God? Also, every Thursday at 7.30, we have a church Zoom prayer meeting. And you'll be most welcome to be part of that as we just spend an hour and we pray and we come before God. There's also the 24-7 prayer thing that we're just launching uh, this coming Saturday. Why don't you book a space and engage with God there? You know, prayer is a powerful thing because we're linking into the almighty God. And as we connect with him, as we open up to him, is we see more of him. I, I want to thank you for joining us today. I want to remind you that next week we're doing live stream. Things are changing. Book your place and be part of that. Um, but be expectant of God in your everyday. So before we wind up and say goodbye, I want to just pray. So let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the stories that we've heard. I thank you for the way that you're moving around the world. Father, I want to thank you for the way that you're moving in individual lives, in our lives, in, in our church community's life. And we want to just pray, God, will you do more? Father, will you, will you draw near to us as we draw near to you? Father, will you do greater things? Father, as we begin to change our plans a little bit as a church, as we meet together and we do new things, Father, we're not just after the new, we're actually after you that we may follow you closer, that we may hear your voice clearer, and that we may reflect you more. I just pray for all who are listening, that they may know your presence in increasing amounts. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us and have a great week.